Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show, this time talking about feel-good habits with a really wonderful guest, my friend and superstar blogger, Emily Jane Johnston. You may may remember that she came on the podcast a little while ago. She's always such good energy, such good company. She's a wonderful person to hang out with. And you may also know her from her hugely popular blog, Fashion Foie Gras. She is such a delight to hang around, which is why she seemed like the perfect person to talk to about feel-good habits because she uh, works for herself and by herself, is incredibly motivated and has therefore got so many good habits that she has in place to make sure that she maintains that productivity and doesn't ever let a bad day get in the way of getting the job done. She also just has really good habits for getting out of a funk, maybe just, you know, washing away a bad mood that's a clue in how I said that and so I was really delighted when she agreed to come on and talk about her feel-good habits so here she is just a note I will obviously put all the links to Emily her blog her social media in the show notes but sharing her wonderful and very generous feel-good habits it's Emily Jane Johnston Emily Jane Johnston, I was about to say is in the house, but obviously that's, well, you're in your house. <laughs> Not in my house. One day, one day. Not even in the same city anymore. What's happened? No, I know. So much change, so much change. But you are a lovely light in my life, which is why I thought you would be so good to uh, have on the Feel Good Habits podcast series because, um, well, not least because you are a very successful blogger and you have a huge presence on Instagram. You cover fashion, lifestyle, beauty, and you are, as my brother calls me jokingly, a self-facilitating media node. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Can I get a business card that says that somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> because you, you, everything, like you don't have a team. It's just you. Yep. Uh, you are completely uh, by yourself, working by yourself. You live by yourself. I mean, I know you, uh, you're living with your boyfriend now, but you have been in this situation for many years now of working from home, working alone, and still churning out lots of content, being motivated. Yes. And so I really wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, if you found that difficult in the beginning, because you've been doing it for how long? Nearly 20 years? 20 come on 10 
<laughs> I don't know. Do you know why? It's because I know that you've been in London. You've been in London for 20, right? Yeah, I've been in London 18 years. Um, oh, that's, that's and the first 10, I was working uh, as the head of PR for an auction house. So oh, yes, a little bit of yes. a life turnaround there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you created this incredible blog, which is Fashion Fogra, now Emily Jane Johnston on Instagram. Yes. So in the beginning, when you, okay, so when you left a big auction house, now I have friends who work at big auction houses and they are quite busy places, big offices, quite big teams. I don't know what mm. yours was like. It was, yeah. Was it quite the shock? Uh, yes, I think it was very difficult in the beginning trying to do simple things that I hadn't even really anticipated would be hard, like setting a routine, for example. Um, I think it's funny that we go into the office every day and you have a routine without really even thinking it's a routine and the way that you work. And all of a sudden when you have to, you have to rely on yourself to put that routine together, it feels very strange. It also feels very strange when you, well, for me, at least the first couple of weeks I was doing it, I was kind of like, Oh, I don't need to get right up and take a shower and get ready and, and start the day officially. And I learned very quickly that things like that are super important when you're trying to sort of self-regulate your day and have it doing things like getting up and taking a shower and putting on makeup and just the most simple things become the hallmarks of of a great day so um yeah I learned that the hard way first couple of weeks were a bit interesting <laughs> yeah and it's a bit like what we're going through now I think I was speaking to someone the other day who was like oh I'm just sort of treating it like a, a holiday and I'm like well that's going to get tired very very quickly yeah that is very true even um I, I, yeah as you said I've just moved in with my boyfriend and the two of us are really trying to stay on a schedule because we both are self-employed. And for us, it's really important at the moment to get up in the morning, um, immediately hop into the shower, get ourselves ready. And then we go for a walk together. We go for a really long walk. And that just, I mean, we're both really, we have only lived together 10 days. <laughs> so let's not get too excited here. So for the past 10 days, we've gotten up every morning around six o'clock. We get up, we're out. We, I make the coffee while he's getting ready. We both got cups of coffee and we walk through country fields and frost. That's a really great way to set up the day. And we're, we're both, uh, we both work in the creative industry. So I think that's a hugely important thing to kind of start the day with a clear head. Yeah, that's such a, and I think routine and structure, as you say, is so, so vital. Very so, vital. In your 10 years working uh, by yourself, uh, from home, all of these things, what is the, what would you say are the habits that you have really developed and make up a real backbone of your ability to be productive? And kind, whilst being kind to yourself, because I think there's a real balance of being productive, but also being really kind to yourself and <laughs> not overdoing it and not underdoing it. There's a real balance, isn't there? There is a real balance. And I think when you work at home, there isn't a set time for many of when you work. So if, again, everyone works differently. For me, my most creative and uh, most valuable time during the day for doing anything is at night. So my day is structured a little differently and, um, I really feel like my mind is flowing for writing and things post 8 PM. So when most people are probably at home doing other things, that's when I find myself doing the, the bulk of my work, um, and doing things like accountancy and stuff is in the morning. And so it's like the fun yeah. stuff I leave to not till the later hours of the day. And for me, I think the biggest thing has been really accepting the fact that I need to feed my creativity through various 
sources. Um, and I know I was joking with you earlier about my obsession for finding um, calm and relaxation with watching Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, like, and that's why I kind of frame this by saying that there aren't set hours because I might find myself having a real drain on creativity or feeling really stressed out or whatever's happening in the world maybe is getting me down or something. And I find doing things like sitting down and putting on Gilmore Girls for an episode or two can just really balance me out. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but um, something as simple and small town and lovely and warm as that relationship is on television can really just level me out if I'm feeling a lot of stress. And I know that that's something that I can flip on at any time of the day. I actually have on my iPhone, like a couple episodes <laughs> always as a back, like as a, as a backup in case anything should go down. Like my mom's always saying, what if the grid goes down? And I'm like, I still have a couple episodes of Gilmore Girls. So I find for me, that's a really it's, it's like a leveler. Mm. And I think it's super important to have levelers because I think you can get so stressed out, um, especially if you're self-employed because and running your own team. If it's just you, there's so much coming at you. And some days it can all come at you at once. And there has to be this real ability, this real toolbox for you to be able to almost take everything that's being flung at you and lay it out on a table and just go, this is all, I, I am capable of accomplishing everything that needs to get done. I just need to realize that it's baby steps to get there. And sometimes that's when you're all looking at it all and you feel yourself getting stressed out and you're like, okay, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to turn on Netflix. I'm going to Gilmore Girls for an hour. I'm going to come back to this and I'm going to come back to it with a clear head, knowing that I get it done instead of going in with a hot head and really feeling pressure to, to finish whatever needs to be finished. And you're not going to do it as well as if you were in a calm level place. So for me, it's all about having those kind of levelers in my life that I can turn to. I think that's a really good point as well. And I think sometimes if you as a freelancer were to say to somebody who wasn't, oh yeah, every now and again, like 2 p.m., I put on an episode of The Office, they would think that you were being lazy or it would sound like an unproductive thing. But I feel yeah. like you can use you can use things that would seem like something you would do in your free time or something that would not seem like a working day. You can use them exactly as you say to kind of shift out of a very low gear and up it just kind of calms your brain a bit as you say and I love yeah. that expression about going with a calm head not a hot head I think that's super important I think so many you know what and that just comes from years of experience I feel like if my 20 year old self could hear my 40 year old self saying that that I would just be rolling my eyes um and it has taken me a lot of time and 10 years of being a freelance I definitely mm. did not used to do that. I would feel so upset and so heavy with things. And that was really difficult for me. And I just had to come to a place where I learned that walking away sometimes is the best thing that you can do to a to-do list. Oh my goodness. I think that <laughs> genuinely, I think first of all, writing the to-do list is the most important thing. Mm. But I agree with you, knowing when to go actually this, I need a, I need a moment is really yeah. vital. Yeah. So it's so much more productive. Now, the other thing you are like super, super motivated and what you do, <laughs> which I think is really genius. No, I know you're laughing, but you are, you create a lot of content by yourself. And I do. Yeah. Even the other day when I saw you, like you were one of the last people I saw before I went into lockdown. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you had you had been up that morning at like something crazy o'clock because the it was getting light really early and you were out 
uh, one of people I'm sure who follow you, but if you don't, please go and follow Emily Jane Johnson on Instagram. Thanks, you Emma. do these beautiful <laughs> pictures, but you do it when London is quiet. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you go out and you, you will do, I mean, how many pictures, how many different setups in as short a time as you can to create a bumper load of content and that, well, yeah, that takes you, you have to and it's it's a real planning thing and for me this is probably going to be the biggest adjustment for me because that is how I've operated for the past 10 years in London is that I've gone out and early in the morning I get up I go out and I take my pictures um I am literally feet on the pavement the minute the sun rises so mm-hmm. uh and that is for reasons that I walk a little bit further or I'll drive a little bit further and by the time the sun comes up in that location I'm there so in the summer that can mean me getting up at 4 30 in the morning and going and and doing that but like I said I've moved to the country now that's an adjustment Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it's me and my tripod walking around the forest with the occasional biker coming by going uh excuse me ma'am is everything all right here (laughs) (laughs) but okay to that point so pre pre pre-moving to the country when you're in London you would get up at 4 30 in the morning yeah okay but this is where this is my question about your habit you don't have a team no one's no. going to tell you off if you don't get up at 4.30. No one's going to say, Emily, where are those pictures? Yes, I'm reliving true. some PTSD from my magazine days. <laughs> um, no one's going to, there are no consequences for not doing it other than you going, oh, I should have done that this morning. So there what are, is though. it? There are, I mean, this is, this is where I think maybe that I'm a little bit more adult about this these days than I used to be because there are consequences to it. And the biggest consequence is that I feel like I've let myself down when I, when it comes to me not having content that I have routinely put out every day for 10 years and I'm left there going, uh, what do I do? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a real, I've become a real planner and I need to have in my head at least a week's worth of content at all times, knowing what I'm going to put out for me to sit somewhere and not know what's going to happen. That's a a panic attack in the making for me. So again, I think this is knowing where your touch points are. This is kind of knowing where you get stressed out and trying to put roadblocks in those situations. And for me, that was creating content ahead of time, um, being prepared, knowing what I was going to be sharing with people. That doesn't mean I always stick to that schedule. There can be new things that come in, but routinely I'm, I'm, pretty good about what I have um, coming up and what I want to focus on. And for fashion, uh, that's, it's always really been motivated by London. So I think for, this is the big change for me now. This is the big hurdle is to figure out how I find that motivation in a completely different setting. So it's an exciting time, but it's also a little bit harder. And of course, with the current environment, uh, for me, tr- I'm not sure if we're talking about the current environment or not. <laughs> I mean, we were a distraction, but hey, I mean, it is happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but I mean, in a, in a kind of, in a good and bad way, I think for me, we never know from one day to the next, if something is going to change or if something mm-hmm. is going to to be different as far as what we're told we can and can't do. And I got really nervous about that in the beginning. And then as it's evolved, I've kind of thought, wow, you know what, this is really going to challenge me creatively. And I think it's going to be an amazing thing because all of a sudden we've been really spoiled in the past by everything that we could do and all the places we could go. And now we're having to really dig down and really Mm. source some creativity that's really, really deep down within ourselves to be able to do that within. Well, right now I'm in a, 
in a house that has two bedrooms and two living rooms. And so my world has just gone from literally being global and traveling to about four different countries a month yeah. to being a garden, which I'm very blessed to have, and two bedrooms and two living rooms. So that's like a you know, again, like more blessed than a lot of people. I realize that, but for someone who's been used to shooting everywhere to coming into this, I think it's an amazing opportunity to find out what I'm actually made of. Um, it could be let down, but (laughs) (laughs) no, you've touched on two things there. And I think it it is important if somebody is listening to this and maybe they're working from home for the first time ever, or they're not in a team for the first time ever is that actually it's about, you said the reason why you get up at 4.30 and do that work is because, yeah, the consequences that I let myself down. And I think I definitely felt that when I worked in an office, I was always worried about other people's expectations mm. that I never really tuned into my own. And I think, it, if, as you say, it's a really good opportunity to kind of say, well, what do I stand for? Who am I? <laughs> Without, who am I to sound like Zoolander? But... <laughs> But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I get no. I mean, I think that that's super important. I see the point you're making, but I can also see the Zoolander side. <laughs> well, no, because you know, when I think it's the second Zoolander, is it the second Zoolander when he goes, Who am I? <laughs> Such a good movie. I might watch that as my release today instead of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think I'm the same. I think I've been freelance eight years in a couple of months. And I create content like I get up and especially at the moment I'm getting up and I'm creating content and I've had a few friends message me saying you are churning out so much stuff and I'm just like it's a brilliant opportunity yeah and what else are you like literally am I going to let myself down and not seize an opportunity when it's in front of me yeah I mean why not listen we I got a delivery yesterday of uh, from this really cool small brand and it's a, they pre-make cocktails and they put them in these beautiful glass jars and mm. they just reached out to me on Instagram. I think I'd like to picture on Selfridge's food or account or something. And the brand, you know, I love these guys they are so proactive. They just reach out and they're like, Hey, we saw you liked our picture. We'd love to send you some. And they have the most beautiful little bottles and they're this tiny little brand. And I'm like, you know what? I have a whole day free tomorrow. And I have a, a really bitching idea for how I can, I can, you know, create some great content around this. And I think for me, that's the exciting thing is I've been so busy trying to create content and sponsored content and for really big brands. And I haven't had time to really kind of zone in on the small guys that actually have some beautiful things I'd love to share with my readers in a really unique and creative way. And that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm setting up the whole day to talk about four cocktail like bottles. (laughs) amazing uh, but I love that and I feel like there can you know what there can be so much good that comes out of this period mm. truly I believe that I think we're going to come back things like like giving people hugs my god I mean I just think there's just going to be so much good I have such a good feeling about the future from this mm. um yeah it's scary right now and it's obviously there yeah I mean it's I'm I don't know about you I'm trying to tune into the news once a day yeah I'm and where the situation is and then I'm trying to uh, refocus and I don't want anyone think I don't want anyone to think that we're saying oh this is going to be this is really good for us obviously the situation is terrible but let's yes. I think we're all just trying to look at the good that we can create from current well, circumstances you know I think there's definitely two ways that you could go from this and there really are only two ways you can either constantly be looking at the news and fall into this doom and gloom pattern and be upset and and 
uh, trying to predict what's going to happen next. And, and I fell into that pretty hard mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago because I have a brother that lives in Italy and I'm hearing from him, everything that's happening there. And of course there are a couple of weeks ahead of us. And I have this, I wasn't even going to mention. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is like a, a, a coping mechanism or anything, but for me, one of the biggest things that I've had to do is say, that's it. I'm not going to listen to any more news or look at my phone anymore until, mm. you know, a certain point so that I have mm. like this, this carefree zone. And it might, I don't think it's avoidance. I think it's perseverance. I think it really is. This is how everybody can handle it on their own. Like, you know what your limit is, but I think you, you do, there is some part of you that knows when you've gone in too far and mm. there's two information that you're you're bringing in now it's a different thing obviously if you're sick or a member of your family is sick but if you're healthy and you're at home and you're dealing with with what we're all dealing with which is self-isolation and and how hard that can be I think you can you really do have to make a concerted effort to go one of two ways Mm -hmm. and and it's not an easy call to make but I think it's a really important one and you just have to go you know what, this is something I'm going to do for the better. And I'm going to realize that when we all come out of it, it's going to be amazing. Or you can be mm-hmm. like, the world is ending and, and I just need to be here. And if you need to be stuck in that cup for a while, uh, you know, just stirring the madness that's happening all around us, then that's fine. But I think you need to have an out, like you need to be able to get out of that. Um, yeah. and like I said, I went through that. Steve nearly killed me probably twice. Just being like, stop reading the daily mail because of course, <laughs> where you could get the worst headlines so I was like oh what no um and then finally look I away just, look at the Gilmore girls Emily look at the Gilmore girls well, and actually even Instagram I've sort of re rejigged mm. who I'm following and who I'm tuning into what stories I want to watch because I've been really surprised by the amount of people that have decided to get really thick into this and that's all they talk about and from my readers the feedback I've had is they've said listen and we really appreciate that you're being realistic about what's happening and like touching on it. But more so than not, we need the escapism that you usually mm-hmm. provide. So if you could somehow yeah. keep that going, we'd really appreciate it. So I kind of like in a not trying to sound too cheesy way. I think that's where I'm trying to put myself is like this service yeah. that allows people to maybe go, yeah. Things are tough right now, but we're going to get through. And when we do, we're going on safari to Africa where Emily Johnston tells us to go. You know, like that kind of ridiculous thing. But you just have to laugh about it, honestly. Well, that's why I created this series, because I just thought we all need to we all need to tap into the things that make us feel good. And sometimes it's really good to get inspiration from people. And you are well practiced at this. And you've got some great 
feel good habits that you put into play all the time and you told me a couple of them before we started recording and please tell please tell me the second one because I nearly cheered because this is one of my favorites yes okay so I call this the power of a hot shower (laughs) (laughs) I honestly believe I'm I'm gonna totally muck uh this quote up the whole um what do you, you need the three healing powers like sweat tears and what's the other one? Or salt water is like ocean sweat and tears or something like that. Okay. Like the three things that are best for you and, and your, your mindset. And for me, a hot shower, I just feel like not even just in the beginning of the day, any part of the day, it just washes everything away. Yeah. Whether that's muscle, muscle tension or, um, or some kind of like, I mean, I find it to be very mindfulness practice a very Mm. mindful practice actually to be in the shower and I just I really there's this feeling that when I get in the hot shower and the water is running over me it does feel like it's just taking everything that I'm carrying and it is washing it down the drain and I can remember going to see a therapist years ago who used to say to me because I've been labeled I mean, you'll know this but you probably most people wouldn't think this about me in the way I talk but as a catastrophic thinker so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my therapist used to say this to me, and I don't know if this is helpful for anyone right now, but this is, this is for me what the shower has become because she used to say, if you have a problem and you can't get it out of your head, but it really shouldn't be there, put it in a bubble. So in your head, imagine that problem being wrapped in a bubble that you can then blow away and you physically watch that go away from you in a bubble. And you just know, and she said, you're letting the universe handle that problem. And she's like, I'm not talking about when you have to pay taxes or anything you can avoid. I'm talking about (laughs) the things like when you worry, when you're sitting in your house and you think, oh, I really wonder if my parents are going to get sick. And she said, there's nothing you can do about that. So wrap it in a bubble and float away. And for me, the shower has become that. So I think about Mm -hmm. things and I just watch the water go down and go into the drain and the problem is gone. That's so helpful. So I feel like a real mindfulness practice. If anybody needs something that they, because I think there is a physical connection to that. So for me, it wasn't enough to visualize a bubble. I actually had to feel and see something. And so being able to feel that water go from my head, because I use obviously a shower head. So going from my head all the way down to my toes and physically watching that water drain into the, to the drain is a release. So if anybody needs that, I find that that's one of the best practices. That's a good one. I like that very much. Very much. Right. You have another good one. Another one of my favorites. Go on. I do. Um, I think my next one was going to be talking about the long walks. Um, Mm. And I've kind of briefly touched on that. So I don't have to go too much back into that. But and I don't mean a long walk listening to music. I mean, a long walk outside when you can hear birds and things around you. And even better, if you can come to a place during that long walk, when you can take off your shoes and socks and put your feet in grass. And there's, if you want to Google this, um, there's a lot of studies done on, on the release and the grounding that comes Mm -hmm. from your feet being in the earth. So, um, that's a a really amazing thing to do. And I find that that always helps. I think it's the, the exercise, the something that requires you to concentrate on something other than yourself 
Um, so all of those things I, I put into practice and like I said, Steve and I go on a, a walk every morning and that's become part of our routine and something I feel very thankful for while, while we can go out and exercise. Do, does, um, do things come to you when you're on your walk? Cause when I'm exercising, I'll sometimes like a few words or a sentence will just pop into my brain and then that will end up being the thing that started an Instagram caption about, or, or like, um, even the idea for this series came to me when I was like mid circuit. I was like, that's what it, that's what I need that. Cause I've been getting so many messages from listeners, exactly as you said about your readers saying, I'm, it's fine to acknowledge it if it can be helpful, but we really still want you to distract. Please do makeup videos. Please do this, that, yeah. and the other. And as yeah. I was working out, it came to me, oh, I, I've got amazing friends who could, who can be helpful in that way and be uplifting. And oh, I love that. Emma. I love that. Yeah. I think that there are, there are all kinds of studies, aren't there, that say that physical exercise is actually one of the greatest things for creativity. Mm. Um, and I have a notes section on my phone. So I carry my phone with me everywhere a lot so that I can track how far I'm going and stuff. Uh, but I have a notes section that's a constant I mean, it's, it's almost that in itself is sometimes overwhelming because I have so many <laughs> thoughts on what I can do. And then it's more about narrowing down, but I'm a big note taker. So I agree every time you go out and do anything, or even if you're just on a treadmill, having a piece of paper and a pen or your, what, however you feel comfortable taking notes, I think it's really important to be able to do that while you're exercising. Amazing. Right. Are we at your last one now? Your last feel good habit? Uh, I have two more. They're oh. kind of can, can one, uh, the, for the fourth one is journaling. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like I've, we've touched on this before when we've spoken, um, and I've gone a lot more into it and I'll just say that I feel like the page is a really good place to leave thoughts that are troublesome or burdening. And I think it's also a really good place to, to center your thoughts. So even if you're on a high emotional state, whether that's happiness or sadness or whatever, I think journaling and um, writing down what you're grateful for. There's so many reasons you could journal. Ultimately yeah. though, for me, I think it's the power of putting the pen to paper and almost releasing that energy that you have within yourself and I feel like that's really helpful. And then the fifth one uh, is reading. Yes. And for me right now, my big reads are beach reads where you're basically <laughs> the most complicated thing. And what you're reading is like, will she fall in love with the man in Nantucket? <laughs> 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 and how many babies will they have? Like that is, I am basically being carried away into the arms of romance through these books. Um, and things like Brene Brown who oh yes is, yeah I mean like come on she should be on every man and woman's bookshelf right now yeah. I just feel like she is the ray of hope and uh that we we could all use any time of of our lives really and um I think yeah for me it's all about like being very happy and uplifting mm -hmm. uh, I don't really I, occasionally I would read like thrillers or like Stephen King or something. And that, I feel like that's just not, the, it's not the time for me to do that right now. I need uplifting. I need happy. I need romance. Yeah. I'm the yeah. same. I, someone, I keep getting suggestions to watch things on Netflix or Amazon prime and they're all mysteries or thrillers. And I'm like, I can't do that right now. Now I I'll need tell you what. Heroes and romance. <laughs> yes. We watched Tiger King the other night. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Should I? Well, okay. So here's the thing everybody was watching it. So I was a bit like, uh, I feel left out now. I'm so one of those people, like when people were reading Harry Potter, I think I was 
21 years old when it came out. And I was like, clearly I have to read this, even though my nieces and nephews who are like eight mm-hmm. and 10 are reading it. Um, but Tiger King, yeah. When we first started it, I was like, okay, yeah, cool. This is amazing. And then it kind of got to like episode five or six or something. And I was like, oh God, this is really, this is really heavy stuff. Like, right. you, you know, like there's enough going on in the world without me watching about this also going on. And P.S. <laughs> the guy's zoo was in South Carolina, <laughs> which is where my family <laughs> so I was oh. like, oh no, this is not going to give my home a good name. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I, I tend to most evenings I um, text live text with my friend Terry through an hour's worth of really bad TV oh God, where we say that. things that we would never want anyone. You know, you know, when you, you know, people who go on Twitter and say horrible things about reality TV shows like we yes. do that, but privately because it's kind of it's tongue in cheek. And you and obviously it's just kind of us being <laughs> being ridiculous with each well, other on Twitter. What a brilliant idea. So we might, so I might suggest because the last, last night, last night I was like, literally, there's nothing to watch Terry. He's like, I know I've scored, I've gone through every channel. There's nothing. I said, we can watch Kate, a queen in waiting, if you like. And he was oh like, I might, and he said, I might chop my knob off and throw it out the window for something to do. <laughs> oh my God. First of all, there's actually a show called Kate, the queen in waiting. It was, it was, some, it was something like that, like Kate, um, Something, but it was like a fairly decent documentary, just basically showing how classy and easygoing and adaptable and everything Kate Middleton is. Sounds interesting. I might watch that. Yeah. <laughs> this is the but nice we were... thing about like the the boy has sky. So I'm like, oh, oh I was never, I, I never actually really paid out for that. So it's all the plus points of catch up oh. TV. <laughs> get into well um I haven't got into Curb Your Enthusiasm yet but I keep hearing that's the best we just finished season 10 that is a fabulous release if ever you thought you were kind of like crazy about things and a little bit neurotic um the good old Larry David will put you right into perspective okay Okay, maybe I should make a list and I'll do that I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll give Terry the choice later I'll be like we can start Tiger King or we can do Curb Your Enthusiasm I think you two would have a really good time with Tiger King Okay, maybe we'll but do maybe that. Maybe in bits and pieces. We did the per- we did the binge thing, you know, where we basically were like, let's watch the whole thing at once. You know, I had Lottie Jeffs on the podcast last summer, and uh, she wrote the uh, the guide to I've forgotten what the book's called now, but it's how to be a gentlewoman. And Ooh. one of the things she says is, when it comes to watching net uh, series that you could watch in full, she's like, watch two episodes at a time. You never need to watch the third one. Like, be a gentlewoman. I'm not really sure I can subscribe to that. <laughs> well, I subscribe to it when I'm be- when I've got my productive work brain on. But in yeah. my like current scenes, I'm like, if I want to watch four episodes, I watch four episodes. But you know, when you read something, and then um, it, it registers, and then the next time you're doing that activity or you're doing that behavior, you think, oh, actually, do I need to watch the third one? Yeah. So it's kind of always at the back of my brain now. Maybe it will be for you now. Oh, no, don't do that. I'll be (laughs) having like guilt trips when I get to episode four. I'm like, no, I am not a gentle woman. (laughs) She also said I needed to, um, everyone should go and have dinner by themselves in a restaurant. And I, I mean, I've had lunch before. But I've never actually gone and had dinner like table for one. Uh, put Nesco in a glass of Pinot Noir. <laughs> it is daunting. I think last time we spoke on your podcast, I told you about the time I ate dinner with a bear. Oh my god! <laughs> Did I not tell you about that? 
I feel like I I should have told you if I didn't that the fact that the first time I had to eat dinner by myself, the restaurant's owners had this giant bear and they were so embarrassed that I had to eat dinner by myself that they put a giant bear across the table for me thinking that would lessen the embarrassment of eating by myself. Right. I have a couple. I don't think you've told me this story because I have questions. What kind of bear? It was like a, not like an actual bear. A teddy I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> like a like a giant stuffed bear and it was like because the hotel oh, was called the bear and I went in and I, I was doing a review by myself at the hotel and the guy was like oh we only have you down for one and I was like yeah I'm just eating by myself and he went oh and kind of was like oh that won't do the and then he went well, well Charlie will cut or whatever I don't remember what the bear's name was like, Charlie will come eat with you and I was like oh I don't really need anyone to come eat with me and then he sat this bear down that had a bow tie and everyone in the restaurant Nobody would have taken any notice of me eating by myself, but me eating dinner with a giant bear with a bow tie, literally everyone came in and thought I was off my rocker. And I was like, have you never had, I I don't even know what to tell you. I was so mortified. I couldn't have eaten faster. And they had like this, like this grand menu plan for me. And I was like, I'm just having one course. (laughs) Please just let me go home. (laughs) Yeah. That's an, that's an odd tactic. Restaurateurs listening, if women come in by themselves and eat, please don't sit stuffed animals with them. It makes oh, it worse. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> you anyway. are a dream. You are a light in my life. And I hope that my listeners have enjoyed um, listening to your lightness and loveliness and positivity. Oh, thank you, Emma. Thank you for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. And obviously the links to follow Emily. Read her fantastic blog. Honestly, she's a brilliant writer as well as a beautiful lady so all of of those links will be in the show notes but emily thank you so much thanks emma Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.